This episode of the Insurance Coffee House is sponsored by Insurance Search. Insurance Search provides executive recruitment services to insurance companies and brokers in the UK and across the United States. Visit insurance-search.com for more details. The Insurance Coffee House, the place where you get to meet and learn from some of the most successful insurance business leaders from across the world. Hosted by Nick Hoadley, CEO of Insurance Search. Welcome to the Insurance Coffee House USA, the place where you get the chance to meet and learn from some of the most successful insurance business leaders in America. My name is Nick Hoadley and I'm the CEO of Insurance Search. We specialize in helping insurance businesses grow and multiply their growth by attracting, recruiting and retaining the highest performing insurance professionals in the country. Each week in the Coffee House, we interview leading insurance business leaders and discover how they achieve their success, learn what advice they have for other aspiring insurance business leaders, and we discover what makes their business an attractive proposition for high-performing talent. This week, I'm very happy to be joined by Dan Keogh, who is the CEO of Holmes Murphy & Associates and co-CEO and co-founder of Broker Tech Ventures and Innovative Captive Strategies. Welcome to the show, Dan. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Nick. Dan, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. And I'm sure our listeners are really looking forward to hearing your insights and your advice for us today. Before we start with the main body of the questions, can I just to give a little bit more information on, on your background, the companies that you, you are CEO of at the moment, and give us a little bit more idea of how that all works and, and where you are with those companies today? Sounds great. By way of background, uh, born and raised out of Chicago, moved to Des Moines, Iowa in, in 99. And I co-founded a company called Innovative Captive Strategies with Holmes Murphy. It's a captive insurance consulting company. And you know that business is doing great today. And then over time, I was fortunate enough to have an opportunity to lead Holmes Murphy, which today I'm the chairman and CEO of Holmes Murphy. It's the third largest independent brokerage firm privately held in the country. And fortunately, in the last year or so, uh, was able to co-found uh, BrokerTech Ventures, which is a basically an insure tech uh, ecosystem platform company that we basically converge technology companies with insurance and uh, capital markets, things like that, and co-founded that with Mike Vixen and the M3 folks. But fortunately, we partnered with some of the top agencies across the United States to be, get involved in that company as well. Yeah, awesome. And Dan, yeah, some of our fellow insurance coffeehouse guests have been part of that Broker Tech Ventures, and they they certainly sing the praises of what, what's going on there. Dan, I think it's a, a really interesting story. And I think, obviously, heading up the third largest independent brokerage, but also owning significant businesses in the captive and insure tech space as well, I think gives us a really great, well-rounded opportunity to discuss the insurance sector at the moment. Before I start though, the uh, the main body of questions, what's your go-to coffee of choice in the morning, Dan? Welcome. You know, this morning in Italy, uh, it was uh, certainly an espresso, double espresso actually. And uh, normally yeah. it's uh, oat milk latte. So I'm kind of oat milk these days. Yeah. Quite a change up for you there over in Italy this morning. That's great. Okay, Dan, dive straight in. So how did you break into your first C-suite position and how did you find that transition from either a technical or, or customer-focused position moving into a C-suite leadership role? 
you know, that's a great question. You know, I, for me, my path was, you know, I wanted to be the best at what I was doing at the time. I worked for a large publicly traded insurance broker, which allowed me to specialize after insurance. And, you know, I just committed myself to not only just sell captives, but really be an expert in captives. And it was through that expertise and passion that I found myself wanting to be an owner of a company. Um, captives are, you know, a, an alternative risk insurance vehicle where you can sell ownership and control to uh, companies, yeah. to insureds, and allow them control and, and destiny over the cost of risk. And through that selling ownership and control, you know, my personal passion was, you know, I want ownership and control over my career. And, you know, I was fortunate enough at a, the young age of 29 and 30 to, to start a company and move into a CEO position where I was building a business uh, in partnership with Holmes Murphy at that time. Fantastic. How, how do you find being CEO of Free Business Ventures at the same time? How do you find sort of dividing your time and how do you find that that works together? Yeah, no, I, I think for today, you know, my primary focus is Holmes Murphy and driving value to Holmes Murphy. And in doing that, you know, our industry, uh, you know, how we've taken an approach at that, whether it's in ICS or other ventures that we do is that, you know, we we know that we're better together working with other like-minded, you know, insurance brokerage firms. And through my background at ICS and other relationships that a Holmes Murphy executives have had, we've been viewed in the industry as a collaborator. And I that uh, collaboration has allowed us to create a network of like-minded, you know, progressive insurance brokers you know, that that are trying to find the next thing and the next thing for their insurance company partners and the next thing for their employees in terms of opportunities. And we started up some ventures we've done in collaboration with others. And, you know, balancing the time between the three is is pretty easy. When you have strong leadership, like an ICS, Tom Stewart does an amazing job. He's got a great team of people. You know, in Broker Tech Ventures, you know, I lean on, you know, our team there and Susan Hatton and Ellen Willard said that, you know, in, in working with them, they do an outstanding job. And then, you know, certainly at Holmes Murphy, we're, we're not short of any uh, of leadership there. And, you know, I just play a small part in a, in a bigger enterprise. And what are your plans for Holmes Murphy over the next uh, three to five years? Yeah. So, uh, you know, our mindset is very much a growth mindset. And, uh, you know, I think for us, we, we think about how do we double the company every five years and, you know, what does that look like? And, you know, it, it, at the core of our business, it's around getting the best talent. Uh, so you've got to be the employer of choice and you've got to be, you know, really good at cultivating and developing top talent. And that top talent has to have the freedom to go do what they need to do to win on the street, as well as take care of customers. And if we we can attract the top talent and we we have the right focus on client and their ability to to help them and add value to their cost of risk management area i think then we we do a really effective job awesome dan thank thank you so much i think it's it's great for our audience to get a a, a great insight into what you're doing there in the context in which you'll be answering these questions today can i move on and ask you what do you think your biggest achievement has been to date uh, yeah, that'd be a short list, uh, Nick. Uh, you know, I don't, you know, my, for me, I think my biggest achievement, I haven't really thought about it, to be honest with you. So um, I would say, you know, that, you know, I've been, you know, I've been fortunate enough to have, you know, great uh, wife and family that are healthy and happy during this time. So I think during this pandemic, I think you got to go back to really just at the core of what makes you successful 
And so I think that probably would be at the top of my list. I'm very proud of my kids and the success that they've had in life. So, I mean, in business, you know, I think, you know, just probably how, you know, we've built a reputation around, you know, being, you know, good to others and whether that's clients or, uh, you know, uh, other insurance brokers, insurance companies, you know, we, we're, we're in a great industry, you know, where we meet a lot of high integrity people. And I think that our industry is one of the best for people that are really good at relation, you know, the, the old adage around, you know, you're, 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 you're only as good as the friends around you or the network around you. And I've been fortunate enough to surround myself with some really great people, uh, both in Holmes Murphy and in the industry. Fantastic. And Dan, you've, you've had such a successful career, but has there been a time where you've been overlooked for a position or, or you missed out on an opportunity and how do you go about dealing with that? You know, I, I, looking at the career path, I mean, there was an initiative that I was working on starting that that did not take off. That at the time, you know, I was young in my career, I, I, I thought I was a failure. You know, I think what I did is I used that as an opportunity to pivot to make it a success in a different way. And you know, I think you know, in terms of just being overlooked for a career and just you know, I, I think you got to be honest with really knowing who you are and where you want to go and why. And so when you're getting overlooked, that should tell you something, whether it's you're not ready or there's something around your capabilities that you need to shore up. Um, there's something about, you know, that opportunity that maybe wasn't the best fit. You know, I think in terms of just career management, I think individuals need to be thoughtful about, you know, the three to five year plan and then the ultimate plan, like where do you want to be and why and what steps need to be taken and why. and you know, I think you just got to be honest with yourself. And a lot of times individuals in, in their career, they don't really step back and, and assess what they're doing and why they're doing it and what makes them happy. You know, we're big believers on, you know, playing to your strengths. And I think just being really honest about what your strengths are, not only in terms of testing and self-assessment, but maybe peer review and other things, because the more you can play to your strengths, the better off you're going to be and the more valuable you're going to be to your employer to your partners and to others yeah awesome awesome thank you dan if, if i can now sort of come up the present day how are you adopting new technologies or digital change into homes murphy to exceed your customers expectations yeah it's a big initiative for us you know i think you know if you go back you know for a number of years homes murphy was never a leader in technology we were always a lagger and I think what we were trying to do is figure out how do we leapfrog to the current state and, and try to embrace technology and accelerate it into not only our core business, but how we touch clients and exchange with carriers and others. And BrokerTech Ventures was very much a strategic part of that, where we wanted to move forward and bring more unknowns of the technology into the knowns. And so we stood up an accelerator. We were going to do that on our own, but we always felt like if we could do it with others, it would be more successful. It'd be better for the industry. You know, at the end of the day, we're trying to prove the industry. We're trying to drive cost out of the system for both the employers that we, you know, we serve and our insurance company partners. And I think that, you know, we are all coming at it from our own lens. And if we could figure out a way to collaborate and, and work more efficiently, effectively together, you know, insurance companies, they need and want partners to, uh, to work with in a way that has their value chain more efficient, effective for them. Certainly, we have our own uh, goals and objectives in that. So do wholesalers, partners that we've uh, partnered with. 
and our, our ultimate destination is impact our cost of risk for our clients. I mean, so at the end of the day, we want to drive down costs for our clients. We want to improve the risk. We want them to understand more information about our industry that would help them make better decisions. And if we could do that through technology, we felt like at the end of the day, that's our ultimate goal and objective. And if we do that, we're adding more value to our customer relationships, the the entire ecosystem of the insurance chain, value chain. And, you know, what we've done in, in Brokertech Ventures in a short period of time has really been, you know, it's been uh, rewarding. Uh, and I think we've actually moved the industry forward and how we can work together to infuse technology. Yeah, you certainly are. Dan, what do you see as the major challenges ahead for insurance executives over the next couple of years? You know, I think within the pandemic mindset, I think, you know, uh, every executive has got to be thinking about, number one, you don't know what you don't know. And and so I think, you know, having the ability to pivot and understanding your cost structure and how flexible your organization is, I think is really important. How you connect with people is exceptionally important during this really disconnected and virtual time. So, you know, we've made investments in, you know, a business called Ethos, which is all around employee engagement uh, and organizational well-being. I think focusing on the individual that comes to work every day, whether they come together virtually or otherwise, I think that's really important. It's a big uh, focus for us. And we think it's a big focus for our clients. Um, And then, you know, when you look at uh, the, the industry, there's no shortage of, you know, we have to acknowledge that, Technology is coming and it's coming at a fast rate. You know, the, the younger generation is not going to work for technology like our generation did necessarily. It's going to want technology to work for them. And part of our you know, initiative in Brokertech Ventures and Holmes Murphy is around how can we have technology work for us and create better insights, create, you know, like to your point earlier, better customer experiences and things like that. So a lot of the work that we're doing is around trying to make a better experience for our employees and our customers and, and with the use of technology. Yeah, and certainly uh, one of the very forefront market leaders. Dan brings us nicely on to our espresso round, so-called as the questions are short, sharp, and straight to the point. So I know you're in Italy this morning, so are you ready for the espresso round? Yeah, sounds great. The espresso round. Dan, what are the characteristics about Holmes Murphy that make it such a great place to work at? Uh, highly energetic, highly entrepreneurial, and highly engaging. Fantastic. And what opportunities do you provide to high-performing insurance professionals and leaders who want to progress their career to that next level? You know, for the right for the right person, again, I think that you have to be a self-starter, you know, and you have to own your where, where you're best and stay in those, you know, your best areas. But anyone who's client facing that's great at what they do uh, is uh, Holmes Murphy is a great spot for for individuals like that or who are really great at what they do and you know want to uh, you know have some entrepreneurial way to go out and build something for for themselves and their customers. And do Holmes Murphy insurance professionals do they have opportunity to collaborate and work with Broker Tech Venture? They do. So we, what we did is we had an innovation team and an insure tech team. Uh, what we've done pivoted that to a labs by Holmes Murphy. And so effectively what we've done is we've acknowledged everybody that's been involved in a, you know, proof of concept uh, brokertech ventures in the last year has done 60 proof of concepts with insurance companies and tech companies. And some of those, many of those Holmes Murphy's been involved in. So the employees that have been involved in those proof of concepts, we've labeled them as, as labs team members. And so what we've done is we've given out labs and recognition to those individuals 
in recognition for their hard work on testing these new tech capabilities to see if they're a good fit for Holmes Murphy and our customers. And to that end, what we've done also is bring that idea to Brokertech Ventures and our other agency partners. And so what we're building out is a labs ecosystem within all the Brokertech Venture agency partners. So now, you know, our 30 individuals are now part of a group that are connected to other lab uh, participants and other agencies. And so what you'll see in a very short period of time is we'll have thousands of lab participants that are networked and connected uh, through the insurance industry, through Brokertech Ventures and in the work that Holmes Murphy is doing and each of those agencies are doing for advancing the industry forward. Dan, that's amazing. And it sounds like a great opportunity for anyone in the insurance sector might have built up lots of years in insurance, but he's also very fascinated by the, the tech side of things. And I know a key challenge for those tech companies or those insure tech companies is, is that relationship and network with the insurance sector. So that must work well from, from both ends. You know, it is. I think, you know, I think the pendulum has swung back to the industry. I think if you go to generation one of InsureTech, it was around disruption. It was around tech people that, you know, felt like they understood the problem and felt like they knew how to solve it. And they did it, you know, in a way that was more disruptive than accretive and in partnership with. And so what we've what we've tried to do is acknowledge that you know our industry does need to advance moving forward with excuse me with technology and how can we propel uh, technology capabilities forward faster and so we as an industry that that know the customer know the problem and know the complexities of of the insurance uh, cost of risk and the, all of the financing and all the insurance company connections and all the relationships kind of to your point um, how do we bring that together and how do we do that in partnership with tech companies? And so I think if we lead it with, with with some level of disruption or evolution from within, then we can be more inviting and more effective working with technology companies. And that's effectively what we've done within Brokertech Ventures with Holmes Murphy leading the way, you know, with M3 and others. So we've got other, you know, we're fortunate, right? I mean, we've been able to amass some of the best agencies in the country and some of the best insurance companies in North America that that want to help move the industry forward in a collaborative way. Yeah. And that, that opportunity to be part of a company that's truly innovative. There's there's a lot of businesses out there who talk about how they use technology or uh, how they're forward thinking, but that is that is truly leading the way. So um, great opportunity there. Dan, what are the skills or behaviors that you look for when attracting new insurance executives to your business? Well, I mean, I think when you think about individual competency, you got to be great at what you do. You got to be an expert in in your area, whatever that is. And so, if you're looking at an executive as an example, I mean, yeah. most executives, uh, uh, you know, I think I would say at at you know to be an executive in the industry, you got to be really smart. You got to be extremely capable, and in in all of that. So, I think some of those are just table stakes, and then you get into really more of culturally, you know, what is there a fit? You know, and and you could be really great, but just not be a fit for Holmes Murphy or for another firm. And we're not for everybody, so you got to know who you are as a company. You got to know your, you know, kind of your ethos, your culture, and and then you've got to be looking for people that really fit your culture. At the end of the day, and you know, I any advice I'd have for individuals that are looking for a position change, whatever, I'd look at really what environment would support their development, what environment would allow them to thrive and propel, you know, not only them forward, but the people that they work with forward. And I think the culture connection is as big as anything. 
Yeah. And then are you looking for people who are innovative or people who are looking to change and to work and, and go with that technology? You know, I would say that it depends on the position, right? I mean, I think you can't have everybody in a firm that's on a bleeding edge and innovative. You've got to have people that are right in the middle, blocking and tackling and taking care of the, the stuff for a client that are just great at what they do and that, you know, so I think it depends on the role, right? Yeah. And so if you had, you know, a bunch of people out on the bleeding edge, you know, that might be a problem. And if you had people, you know, all the way in the back of the bus, you know, kind of doing the, the, the stuff that needs to get done in the industry, you know, you, that you probably don't need that either, you know? So again, I think for us, you know, we look for the right person in the right seat, you know, it sounds somewhat cliche, but yeah, you know, yeah. you've got to make sure that you're bringing in people that fit your culture and the role and in, in what we're trying to accomplish. Certainly. Thanks, Dan. Dan, what would you say is the, the biggest challenge in attracting new talent to the industry or to Holmes Murphy? I think to the industry, it's just, it was like when I was coming in, out of college, right? I mean, I think there's a perception about the insurance industry. You know, I think that's changing. Um, and the perception is that, you know, no one wants to get into insurance. It doesn't, it's not sexy, so to speak. And um, I think that people that thrive on relationships and intellectual challenges and solving problems and meet, meeting and customers need needs, I think would, would be great. So I think it's a perception issue. Uh, number one, number two, uh, you know, our industry doesn't do a good job at developing talent, you know? So, you know, if you think about how do you bring in somebody who's got a raw skill set and raw capabilities and, and refine them and develop them over time, you know, it's expensive and it's costly. And, and a lot of companies don't want to do that. I think our industry is not very good at it. We at Holmes Murphy spent a lot of time and money in that area. And I think we were committed to that and have been over the years. Many of our CEOs of the past have been interns at our company. And so, you know, I think that's, you know, that's a DNA focus uh, for us that kind of separates us from a lot of people in the industry. So I think that would be a, a differentiator, you know, from, from a Holmes Murphy standpoint, in the industry standpoint, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's a challenge. You know, there's a lot of things on everybody's plate and to make it a priority is just, you know, an opportunity. I think the, the big opportunity going forward, I think is just attracting diverse talent. You know, I think when you look at it, you know, we've got a great industry and, you know, we, we lack diversity. We lack, we lack, we got to figure the right bridges in the avenues to attract, you know, diverse talent. I think with technology, you can certainly help in that regard, but I think the issue is bigger than technology and it's a mindset shift that we as an industry have to be open to. Yeah, certainly. And I think it all comes back to that perception that the insurance mm-hmm. industry have. And I think I think you guys are certainly at the forefront of, of trying to change that perception. So certainly take my hat off to you there, because I think that benefits everybody within the industry. Dan, just to finish off the espresso round, if there are any insurance executives out there in the in the US considering their next move at the moment, what would be your advice be to them? Well, this time I just consider every move in a pandemic world, right? So there's a lot of uncertainty out there. And I think that there is, um, you know, different different firms are thriving and different firms, you know, have challenges. And so I would think about your timing of your move and, you know, I would cultivate a move based on right fit, right time and making sure that you do all of the right things, work with the right professionals to make the right connections, right? Have people really that, you know, if you're working with, have them know who you are and what you're looking for. Make sure that they are bringing opportunities that that fit your skill sets and your strengths. And culturally, there's an alignment there, you know, and I think those are things that make success on the other side. 
better is when you know that your strengths are going to be utilized in the right ways that you're connecting with uh, the right professionals to help you. And then lastly, you know, culturally it aligns with who you are and what you believe. Mm -hmm. You know, if you did that, I think those are, those are the things that I would be thinking about and the advice that I'd have. Yeah. So um, it sort of swing, swings both ways to what you were saying earlier about people are always, you know, those executives, they're high, high performers, but it's the cultural fit from you as a prospective employer, but also from their perspective, they need to find a firm that is, that is the right cultural fit for them. Yeah. I, you know, again, I think we bring our whole selves to work, right? And so you want to get into an environment where you can bring your whole self to work and feel like you're set up for success. And, you know, I think that those are opportunities that are, you know, when, when, you, when you're dealing with professionals in the industry that, you know, are, you know, uh, firms like yours that are, are trying to make connections for leaders, I think if you're, if you, if you focus in on what the skill set of the individual is and truly get to know them on what, you know, he or she's best fit would be, and then, you know, um, making those connections with the right companies, I think is really important. Thank you, Dan. That's excellent. We've almost reached the end of our time together in the insurance coffee house today. But before we go, can I ask you if you have one piece of closing advice for our listeners? And how do they go about contacting you after the show? You know, in terms of advice, you know, I, I don't have a lot of advice, you know, I can probably use more advice from the listeners than I probably would give. <laughs> You know, I appreciate you having me on this morning. I think uh, I'm, I can be reached, you know, you can go to our website at homesmurphy.com and, you know, track me down that way. But, you know, I think, you know, we live in a great industry. We live at a great time with a lot of things and, you know, the opportunity to, to move the industry forward, you know, with technology is just, it, it's, it's a wonderful opportunity. The pandemic, I think, is allowing everybody to kind of take a pause in life and look back and reflect on really what what do they value and why? And I think it's a great opportunity to apply that in what we do every day. Yeah, certainly, certainly. Thank you, Dan. And we'll, we'll certainly publish all the links to your to your website for Holmes Murphy, but also the, the other businesses that you're leading as well. Dan, thank you so much for joining us in the Insurance Coffee House USA today. It's been pri- privileged to have you on the show and um, I'm sure our listeners would have got some great insights and, and learnings from you today, and particularly ad- adopting technology into their insurance businesses so thank you so much for your time today thank you nick thanks for it's been fun being on the coffee house it's been it's been a pleasure and to all the insurance business leaders out there whether you're in the united states or international uk or europe or around the world we thank you for listening and i'm sure you've gained a lot of insight and valuable learnings from dan today if you enjoyed the show please do leave us a review on itunes or your podcast app and make sure you download and subscribe so that you receive each one of our podcasts into your inbox each week. Until next time, I've been Nick Hoadley. This has been the Insurance Coffee House USA. Take You've care. been listening to the Insurance Coffee House with Nick Hoadley. Join us next time to hear more insights and inspiring success stories to help you become a better insurance business leader. Available to download or subscribe now.